Hey peeps, it's D-Lo, and if you're listening to this, that means you have entered the chocolate chat. Hey peeps, again, it is D-Lo, it's your boy D-Lo, welcome back to the chocolate chat. I just rhymed, how'd you like that? <laughs> nah, I'm playing, but um, welcome back to the chocolate chat. Today, I'm not going to be doing a a mission reminder. I'm not going to be doing any heavy-hitting topics or covering or discussing any heavy-hitting topics. Today, I just want to, you know, have a vibe. I was talking to my friend, and she gave me a little bit of feedback about my podcast, and I asked her, what does she think I could be doing more of? What she told me was that I could be a little more me. And I'm like, what do you mean? She said that I'm talking about heavy-hitting topics, but I have such a, a exquisite or, or unique personality that I should just, like, talk about topics that highlight that. And I feel like I've been doing that, but I think I get what she's saying. She wants me to do a little bit more lit topics where I wind down and I'm being loose and I'm talking like, oh, shabby, like, doing shit like that. And... I feel like once in a while, you need to, you need to have a platform where you do that. Now, don't get me wrong, heavy-hitting topics need to be discussed and conversations need to be had in regards to morality and like what's best in society for chocolate Americans. But chocolate Americans, we, we warriors by day, but we, we Lydians <laughs> by night. So, with that being said, I decided to introduce a new episode for my show. A new reoccurring episode for my podcast. So, I've decided that the way this is going to go is that every five episodes, a.k.a. every time I complete four episodes, the fifth episode is going to be just an episode where I have wine... And I cover many topics over the span of 20 minutes, which means I'm going to do four topics, five minutes to talk about each. Or I may do five topics with four minutes to talk about each, but it won't exceed the topics, not the podcast, won't exceed 20 minutes. So I've decided that I'm going to do this every five episodes. I'm going to have my little wine and I'm going to call it drumroll. Wine and unwind, the fifth episode. <laughs> well, not the fifth episode in the future, but today's the fifth episode. So, celebrating my continual success in podcasting. Welcome to the inaugural Wine and Unwind episode. So, peeps, I got my wine in hand and I'm ready to unwind with the first topic. Now, our first topic came from Courtney B. Oh, shout out to you, sis. Thank you for listening. Um, she said, what does it mean to be toxic? Let me set my wine on this because it means a lot to be toxic, okay? <laughs> I would say what it means to be toxic is to be a draining force. In somebody's life through the relationship that you all have. Now, you're not providing them with energy, but you're taking energy away from them. And 
a lot of the times, and I think I've learned this recently, a lot of the times, especially me being recently in the birth charts, a lot of the times we don't mean to be toxic, like, at all. Sometimes our intention is to be solid, but to some people being solid, and this may sound ludicrous, but you got to understand, different strokes for different folks. Some people are drained and feel like you're toxic from you trying to show that you're solid or that you're so loyal. Sometimes that isn't what they necessarily need. Um, but I, be, I feel like in general, to be toxic, you got to be taking energy away from or depleting a relationship. Relationship also being used generally. Friendship, partner, whatever. You got to be taking away from that in a negative way. Um, now, I'm going to flip it to say, have I ever been toxic? I know that I've been toxic sometimes. Now, was that recently? No, not recently. But I've had friends tell me that I was toxic. And I know that I was being toxic only because they were being toxic too. What the fuck? Like, you're being toxic too. I just want you to hear my point. You want to be a big-ass fucking kid. So, yeah, I'm being toxic, and so are you, nigga. We're a big fucking bowl of toxicity. Share me or kidding me. Like, but yeah, like, our intentions are often well-paved in, you know, kindness and virtue. But sometimes things get lost in translation, and that's okay. What do I suggest for people who are toxic? Um, I don't know what I suggest for y'all. Really look inside yourself. Be introspective. I feel like when you're introspective, then you're understanding yourself and how you connect with others. And you're avoiding that toxic kind of behavior because you're like okay this is who i am this doesn't necessarily fit who they are but i mean i still love them and i still want them in my life so i just gotta establish a system me i'm really big on systems anybody who knows me everything that we do everything that we rely on functions on a system. So I'm always trying to find a system to the things that I do. That way it's not something that I need to worry about. It's running off its own system. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah. Courtney, that's my take on toxicity. Thank you. Topic number two comes from Shawnee. Hey Sean. Now let me say hey friend. Um she said what are your thoughts on premarital sex? Yo, I'm glad I got some wine with me because the the questions that y'all are telling me, the topics y'all giving me deserve 20-minute episodes. Man, I'm going to flip this to something me and my sister talked about recently. She said to me, knowing what you know now, would you have sex before marriage? Now, her answer was different from mine. My answer is, how the fuck, yes, I would have premarital sex. But I understand why people say no. It takes so much to have, like, depending on who you are, because some people have different standards. Some people don't take sex very seriously. 
I'm not one of those people. I take sex very seriously. Now, I had a whole phase. No tea, no shade. I definitely did. And a whole phase for me was basically having sex with niggas and I wasn't requiring much for them. Like, all you need to do was, like Lauren Hill said, have respect. Respect is just the minimum. As long as you have respect, we could fuck. And I wanted to just know how that was. So I had a little whole phase. I don't regret it. I learned a lot. I learned in hindsight. <laughs> niggas ain't shit. And like they're not. And they want what they want. And you want what you want. And sometimes what you both want is incompatible. But when the sex is good, you just ignore it. Um, I would still definitely have premarital sex. I would hate to be a virgin at 25 and not have experienced the sexual encounters that I've experienced. Because I feel like they were needed for me. Me being a bigger dude. Now, me getting a little more personal with you all. Me being a bigger dude, I don't get attention or get interactions romantically with people very often. So, or feel... Like, feel sexually desirable. Even though people be jacking, oh, big body season, oh. Like, I jack that too. But, like, the reality is you don't meet a lot of people romantically when you're bigger. Unless, you know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just been my experience. And, yeah. I'm glad I got that experience to have a sexual encounter to understand, like, and then plus, I feel like it's different when you're gay. Like, if I'm being very honest, it's different when you're gay because it's like there's things that you need to learn that health class, hetero health classes won't teach you. And it's things that you won't know unless you actively seek them. So picture I waited till marriage. And I waited till marriage. And I'm not going to tell y'all all my tea. I'm going to tell y'all just a little bit of it. But pictures I waited till marriage and I didn't know how to clean out properly to have sex with another dude. Like, I would be asked the hell out. And I would be, like, fucking having to learn along the way. Like, you need to have those experiences, those sexual experiences, so you know how to prepare for that particular type of sex. I know I'm chatting because this is really a big thing. But I do believe if you're a person who wants the only dudes that you want to lay with are dudes that truly and utterly respect you 100% and there's no gray areas, I do believe that you should keep your virginity. I think that you should really honor sex and you shouldn't have sex till marriage because i'm gonna be real with you these set of niggas that's out here these days these modern day niggas are garbage they're fucking garbage like i'm not gonna lie to you they are filthy and not only not sexual wise that too but i'm saying they're just morally unjust and if those are the type of dudes you want to let inside of you, then I'm going to be honest with you, girl, hold on to that cookie till marriage. Because those are the only dudes that's going to really go the extra mile to show you what you want. Now, if you somebody who, you sometimes you just want to have that sexual encounter and sometimes you just want that, you know, that feeling of, mm, you know, from sex, then premarital sex, girl, it's nothing. Have it. It's lit. <laughs> On to topic number three.
came from Brittany M. That's my sister, the one that I reference all the time on the show. She said, do you feel it's necessary to keep ties with family just because of your blood? And I have an interesting idea on this because I feel that my mother's side of the family, God rest her soul, isn't that close. But I do love my cousins and it's not like it's not love. We're just very like living living separately together type shit. But, like, with my father's side of the family, like, we are very close. Like, my father's side of the family, my grandmother had seven kids. And she had six or seven kids, I think seven. Seven kids who had kids who had kids. And it's a bunch of us, so my family is very big. And it's nothing that I wouldn't do for my family if they appreciated once. Like, I do something for my family, and if they appreciate it once, then it's nothing that I'll do from the future to make sure that you're good. And I have family members who have looked out for me. I have not had, or I have currently, family members who uh, help me out at my time of need. I really value family. Like, family is a really big thing for me. And I may not attend every cookout. I may not be at every event that my family throw. But I love the shit out of them. And, like, my family, one thing I really appreciate about them. We're a family full of comedians, okay? Between my cousin Ravel, my cousin Alicia, my cousin Laquan, we are f- jokes. Like, we are just a funny family. So, it's just that much more significant to me. I'm funny, too. I'm actually top five, one of the top five funniest members of my family. My family don't even know because I've been, like, so shelled in my whole life. For more reasons than one, but I'm not going to talk about that today. But yeah, like family is a really big thing. And I think if you have a family member um, that you're estranged to, the blood that you both have in your veins makes that relationship worth fighting for. I will be honest. That's how I feel. Um, Fight for family members. Because a lot of the times... The disagreement or the reason why you all aren't close is caused by lack of effort. It isn't caused by confrontation. It isn't caused by actual beef. It's caused by laziness. And not laziness in the traditional way, meaning you're just too lazy to fight for it. Just you're too lazy to care. The moment that you really bring that you and your family member aren't that close in your mind, then you want to fight for that relationship. I would fight for any of my uh, relationships, Um, uh, any of my family members and my cousins. I don't have a brother, but for my sisters, I've, you know, when I went to college and I thought about so all the things that my sister Kashina did for me, I fought for that relationship. Oh, definitely. Because I love her to death. And like your family sometimes is all you got. Family is one of the few birthrights that you have in this world. Why not really take that and, you know, really, truly hold on to that? I'm just, that's how I feel. And if you're my family listening to this, like, I love you and I appreciate you. And you may not be able to do the whole world for me. And I may not be able to do the whole world for you. But sometimes 
In most scenarios, love is all you need. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Our last topic of the night comes from Takia B. What's up, friend? Um, Fun fact, me and Takia have been friends for 12 years straight. 12 years. I've known her since I was 13. She is my friend, True Blue. And I've known her since pre-adolescence. <laughs> but yeah. She said, can males and females be friends? Now, I'm going to really like debriefing this. I believe that male and females can be friends. It is possible. It is physically possible. Now, is that usually the case when they are friends? No. I'm learning that a lot of people, speaking on dudes, and I'm one, and I can, and I can attest to this from me being a man. So I can uh, correlate this with me. Dudes usually don't hang out with you. Usually, and not saying always, usually don't hang out with you unless they want you or put an effort toward the friendship unless that's something that they want. So if you find a dude being in your space the, a lot of the times, I think it usually depends on the way that you all met. Because I have this friend, right? I had this friend that I have no romantic feelings toward. And the way that and it makes sense because the way that we became friends was because we happened to be in the same situation at the same time. Had he been anybody else? Oh hell no. I don't need nigga friends. Like some dude friends I'd fight for. Don't get me wrong, some I'd fight for. But if I'm trying to be in your space or I'm trying to get to know you. Further, it's usually because I want to fuck. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I want to be sexually involved with you. Now, I have some friends who that isn't true about. That happened to ha- That came over time. I'm close to this one friend that I referenced, that I, I mentioned. Two. I don't want to mention two. I'm sorry. I'm a little lit. It is wine and I'm wine. I'm a little lit. I'm close to this friend because of our friendship progressed and degressed and progressed over time. I didn't approach him. We didn't become cool because I wanted to fuck. Like, it was none of that. And we're cool. And I feel like those are usually the only cases that males and females can be friends. In this case, I'm comparing my feminine energy to a female. Not saying that I identify as a woman or anything of that. Just saying that my my feminine energy and me having hung out with a group of females my entire life, I'm comparing that to being friends with a male. Dudes are very calculated in the things that they do. And me having that friend that I mentioned, he's a straight dude. Um, He even proves that to me. Like, he don't really put effort into relationships any relationships and using relationship generally here unless he wants something out of it not to say he's a user but he's very focused and we share that in common if i'm trying to be cool with a dude i want him my female friends i feel like they want dude friends because they want that perspective that they don't have from their fellow women like yo give me the dude perspective put me up on game and dudes to do that, and they got you, but they won't ever give you all the secrets, especially 
if they want you. Because they're still using them on you. But I feel like if you want that type of relationship with a dude, a man and a woman want to have a connection that is strictly platonic, I think that you all have to let that come naturally. It's not something that you write on Facebook. And you know this has happened. They'll write on Facebook, oh... Excuse me. They'll write on Facebook, I need a boy best friend. (laughs) Girl, that's not how it happened. That's how you attract the nigga that want to fuck you. You want a boy best friend? Meet him at work. Yo, just kiki with him um, in increments. That's how you meet a genuine boy best friend or a a guy friend that has no intention of having sex with you. In conclusion, to what all of that I've said, you can't have that type of friend. It's very rare. You can't force it. This has been Wine and Unwine with D-Lo. I hope that you all enjoyed the show. I did. I got a little too lit. I'm going to have to learn moderation in the future because I'm a little too lit. I don't even know what the hell I said. Like, I just recorded and I'm just going to make this an episode because honestly it's me raw and uncut and candid this is who i am and again thank you for tuning in entering the chocolate chat this has been d have a great day